0: Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you this first Sunday of Advent, from our God and Father and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Amen. Yesterday we prepared the church, the sanctuary for the celebration of Advent. We got our banners out and our new purple and also prepared a little bit for Christmas. You can see the shadow of it over there in the corner, the tree, and then over there on the side with the creche scenes. The wise men and the shepherds await the coming, the birth of the baby Jesus. Even the outside world is spending all sorts of time preparing to celebrate Christmas. I think I mentioned yesterday that as I was traveling around the United States during October and connecting with supporters of our work here at Ascension, I was shocked to see that many stores were already packing up their Halloween decorations on October 8th, the 9th, and 10th to make room for Christmas. Trees and candy and the tinsel and the lights all going out on display. Everybody in North America, Christian and even non-Christians, are preparing for Christmas. And we, too, want to be ready. In fact, most of our texts, especially the scripture that we hear on the very first Sunday of Advent, are all about preparing, staying awake, being ready. We do not want the day to come where we confront Christ and be caught off guard. When I'm thinking of preparing for Christmas and being caught off guard, I can't help but think of one of my favorite stories from the Vinyl Café. My wife is already bowing her head. The story of Dave and the Christmas turkey. And I won't recite the entire story now, but basically Morley, the wife and mother of the household, starts preparing for Christmas way back in July. And the reason she gives in September for why she started so early is that by the time Christmas Day comes and everything isn't already in place, she ends up spending the entire day doing the dinner, getting the presents ready, staying up all night before, making the final last-minute preparations, and never actually gets to enjoy Christmas. And so she delegates preparing the Christmas turkey to her husband. Hilarity ensues as he doesn't realize that preparing the Christmas turkey means actually buying the Christmas turkey, and so on Christmas Eve, he hits the streets of Toronto in a desperate attempt to find one last remaining bird. The day has come for Dave and he was not prepared. One might even say the turkey has come like a thief in the night and he was not ready. Being ready though, isn't just being ready with the presents under the Christmas tree and having the turkey ready to go and the stuffing or the dressing, depending on what kind of family you are, and the corn and the vegetables and all of the other fixings that go with the Christmas meal. Being ready in the case of Jesus, being ready for judgment, being ready for the end, being ready for the time when, as the book of Revelation puts it, the books are opened And the names are read, those names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Will you be ready when the time comes? Jesus compares the coming of himself to the times of Noah. For those not familiar with the story of Noah, it's a time of judgment on the earth. God looks at the people of the world and sees only violence and dissent thievery, people fighting with each other all the time and says, I cannot abide this level of unholiness on the planet, and I agree that I have made people on the earth, and I will wipe them out and start over. But he warns Noah. He warns Noah and his family and tells him to build an ark. Now, many of you have probably been told or maybe a bird in Sunday school. I know that I was at one point, I think Deb has, that during the time that Noah is building this ark, he's preaching to all of the people, warning them of this flood that is to come. But if you read closely in the texts, there's no sign of that anywhere. There is no warning except an ark being built out in the field, day by day, week by week, month by month. Sometimes preaching is like that. Sometimes warnings of the end are like that. They aren't explicit, and yet they are staring you in the face. Will you be ready when the time comes? It's amazing that for all the times the disciples were told to be ready, they rarely were. In fact, right up to the very end, as Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and urges Peter, James, and John, to pray with him in this final, this last hour, they go to sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm anxious, and when I know something traumatic is about to come, I don't see it. I'm tossing and turning all night long, waking up at three, waking up at five, waking up at six, and if I were in a garden, knowing that my Lord and Master is about to suffer arrest and persecution and death, I don't think I'd be catching 40 winks. They're not ready. They're not prepared, despite everything Jesus has said. Even after the resurrection, they don't quite get it still. And as Jesus is taken up to the right of the Father, they say, You know, is this the time he's going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And I can only imagine if the angels were human, they would probably be doing something like this Oh my gosh. We've explained this multiple times. We have tried to get you ready. From the book of Genesis through to your Lord's last preaching, we have tried to prepare you and still, you're not ready. The question then comes to us. Are we ready? Do we know what we're even getting ready for? Yes, we have this vague sense that at some point in time, Jesus is going to return. At some point, This earth and this universe are going to be turned upside down and restored and revamped in the biggest renovation project that creation has ever seen. There will be a general resurrection from the dead. The books will be opened. Those who have been in Christ will be with Christ, and those who have looked at Christ like the people looked at the ark and rejected it or went on their business will also find themselves without Christ. That's so far in the deep. And I brought this up once when I was a very young pastor. And I was preaching for a congregation that was very apathetic about the Word of God. And I told a seasoned, older pastor about the difficulty of preaching in Advent and at the end of the church year, how hard it is to tell people about the coming of Christ because it seems so abstract. And this wiser, smarter older pastor, said that, that time isn't as far away as you think. It's as close as your death. It's as close as that time when you're diagnosed with stage 4 untreatable cancer. It's as close as that time when you walk outside your house and you see a car sticking out of your daughter's bedroom and wonder what it would have been like if she had been it's as close as the hospital bed or the hospital room. as close as that car hurtling towards you down the wrong side of the highway. Judgment isn't just general. It will come for each of us, and it may come sooner than each of us are ready for or expect. And yet Jesus says, be ready. Be prepared. Do not let that day catch you unawares. Don't be in shock that it happens. Oh, I had no idea that, you know, I could get cancer at 55. Or that even a teenager could end up dying. Jesus will come for each and every one of us, one way or the other. And the question remains, are we ready? And if we see in Jesus our Savior, if we see in Jesus the one who has already walked this path before us, and through his entire life, beginning with his being laid in a manger. If we trust that just as he is risen from the dead, he too will raise us from our graves. If we believe that everything he promises us is true, then we will be ready in those moments. And even if it does come as a thief in the night, our alarm system will be set. And we will know what to do. And being ready does not mean living a life all that much different from the people around us in terms of what we do. That's what Jesus is saying in our text. We've got two people working out in the field. One is taken, one is left. We've got two women grinding at the grindstone. One is taken, one is left. It's not that we look all that different in terms of what we're doing, where we shop, getting our winter tires on, making sure the house is winterized, making sure our kids get to their Christmas concerts making sure that all the necessary things for daily existence are in place. The readiness is in in our hearts. But we know that as we go about that daily business, whatever the day holds, or the week holds, or the month holds, or the year holds, Jesus has made sure that all things are ready. I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, would I have told you? Of course not. All is prepared, everything is in place. Those who put their trust and confidence in Christ will always be ready, no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing, and no matter whether Jesus comes for us on the final last day or comes for us individually. We can await him with expectation with joy. In the name of Jesus Christ. I invite you to join your hearts, minds, thoughts together in prayer as God's priests as we pray together. Please rise.